0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Striped Sweater Podcast Where the best time to listen is all the time I'm one half of your hosts, the Bikini Bottom Strangler, Zach Maine,
1: And I've got sand in my buns, Alex Beardsley
0: And we're here for another exciting episode to talk about SpongeBob SquarePants. That's
1: right. This is the second episode that ever aired. Um, This is Bubble Stand and Ripped Pants.
0: So this is the second one to ever air? We went over three episodes in the first one. Right. I just mean the second set of episodes. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Half hour blocks.
1: Yeah, yeah. Half hour blocks. That's like... In my head, when I think of an episode, it's like two episodes. Yeah, you know? I mean,
0: that's why we do it like this.
1: Exactly. Um. So we got Bubble Stand and ripped Pants, two classics, two that um, I would say have aged really well and are still fun to watch. The original air date was July 17th of 1999. Uh, we were just a couple of boys, probably...
0: Seven Go, years old.
1: Going swimming and playing baseball or what have you.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what boys do, right?
1: I, that's what I did in the summers. but Definitely
0: uh, not playing video games I did, and tag.
1: I did play play quite a bit of video games and uh, also watched quite a bit of TV, as I probably watched this episode back in that summer. So anyway, let's jump right in to Bubble Stand. Um, the runtime is 11 minutes and 4 seconds. Storyboard director Enio Torreson, storyboard artist Eric Weiss, written by Enio Torreson, Eric Weiss, Stephen Hillenberg, and Derek Dreiman, and Tim Hill, five writers on this episode. Animation director Tom Yasumi, creative director Derek Drymon, and according to the wiki, this will be Stephen Hillenberg's last credit as a writer. Oh, wow. So never again would he be credited as a writer. That being said, he was always involved in the show up until uh, the first movie. So seasons one through three, he was there uh, creatively the whole time, but he wasn't specifically a writer. Yeah. You know, so, got to
0: give uh, give the young guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pops
1: well i think that's generally how it goes with people who create a show it's like they write a few episodes and then it's kind of like now we have this established you guys do it i'll kind of oversee everything and okay everything
0: yeah you gotta uh,
1: put over the boys really exactly you gotta put the boys over and you gotta you gotta pop the boys yeah you do it's funny because like if a wrestling fan listens to this they'll get the references but the rest of people would be like what and we
0: haven't even talked about our wrestling background yet.
1: I know, and it's kind of like, how do you even really do that? Like, how do you bring it up?
0: Do we do it now?
1: Are you, the listener, curious about Zach and I and our our ties to pro wrestling and our how we became friends? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> that being said, I met Zach when I decided to become a professional wrestler. He had already been training and had had a few matches when I met him. That occurred at the House of Truth Wrestling School in Michigan. When did you start? Michigan. Uh, I trained in the summer of 2016 with a fella by the name of Travis Titan. If there's any indie wrestling fans listening, I highly doubt it. But if you happen to be listening, Travis Titan is a name you potentially recognize.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I trained with the infamous hyena Matt Hagen.
1: Uh, Yeah. I mean, also a name that is known
0: in uh, the area. And Mental Mitch Bieber. Oh, he it, hates it when you call him <laughs> I was. Uh, I
1: thought he was the boy kisser.
0: Yeah, that was that was his early thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, I love Mitch. Mitch, if you're <laughs> listening, I love you, bud. Uh, but uh, we became friends pretty instantly. We had quite a bit in common, obviously being wrestlers and being interested in video games and cartoons and just the having these
0: things. And
1: literally being born, what, a week and a half apart from each yeah. other? Like, you were, uh, what? the 14th and I'm the sixth of our respective month and the same year. I will divulge that information (laughs) for whatever security reason. Yeah. So we're very close in age and we just hit it off and became best buds. Yeah, we we are. And for a while we were a tag team.
0: Yeah, we just got matched up one time and we were like, you know what? This this is cool. This kind of works.
1: Yeah, this kind of works. We're buds and, you know, uh, we've been buds ever since. And, uh, you know, things happen, things change. We haven't really been tag teaming much recently around the Michigan scene, but who's to say what can happen in the future? Um, right now, we are the official Spongebob podcast tag team of yeah. the universe, so <laughs> that counts for something, I think, but um, I think that
0: about does it, right? Yeah,
1: no, that's cool. We can talk about it more in the future, I think, you know, yeah. uh, now that the, the the audience knows.
0: But... If you listen and uh, you have questions on something we're saying or you just want to give us a shout out, we'll put some information after the show where you can contact us.
1: Yeah, um, you know, we've got Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff, Uh, you know, hit us up because we're just two regular dudes who just kind of live irregular lives, if that makes any kind of sense. My
0: ears are pretty regular i mean uh-huh. they're a little goofy but um. <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> it's hard, <Zach>. to, <laughs> hard to live the regular eared life you are anymore. a son of a
1: bitch do you know that
0: i've been told
1: let's jump into it zach are you ready Aye, i alex shot of bubble stand is of
0: Spongebob Street. And it's a pretty common thing where it's back behind the rocks. Yeah. Really far out rocks rocks and they kind of open up.
1: I really love in the first episode Help Wanted how they use real life like photographs yeah in the same way but in future episodes they always animate it totally fine but i love that aesthetic and they do in the future i know they do do stuff with actual photographs and i love that about this show um but so we get the establishing shot here we are on conch street which is the name of spongebob street not that we know that at this point in time but that is officially the name of his street uh fish uh officially so we see the buildings in back. Zach and I are very fascinating, very fascinated by this concept of what is behind uh, their house uh, or what is behind, uh, you know, the gang's houses. And it's like usually just random buildings and stuff. Later in this episode, we see a super wide shot. We'll get to that in a minute. But um, so anyway, we just see some buildings in the background. Whatevs. SpongeBob opens the door, <laughs> takes a deep breath
0: and then he starts to walk forward, and he does it like the creep, the Lonely Island video.
1: He, uh, yeah, he he does a weird little walk forward, which is funny.
0: Um, he has his hands like a T Rex almost, yeah, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah, he's got the T Rex. And arms. He,
0: he's doing big old steps. Like he's, he's up to something, but he's, he's, he's
1: got his. He's got a plan. He's, he's, he's just a he's dumb got, boy. He's got a plan in mind, and he he is a dumb boy, but um. <laughs> Somehow, uh, you know, a scallop flies by, which is something you really don't see very often in the series. But, you know, he's just embracing the day. It's a beautiful day. And suddenly, out of nowhere, he manifests wood, nails, a hammer and starts hammering away.
0: Yeah. Right after saying how nice and quiet it was. Squidward
1: uh, pops his head out his window, uh, obviously annoyed by all the noise. Yeah.
0: Because he has his window open. He can't work with that racket, which I thought was funny because he calls it work. But then when we see he's just playing the clarinet.
1: Hey, bud, I mean, if you're an artist, uh, practice is your work. But I
0: mean, if I'm sitting here playing video games, I don't tell somebody that I'm working.
1: If you were a competitive video game player, though, you you would call it work. Squidward's a joke, (laughs) Uh, um, but it's great. We get to see the inside of Squidward's house, I think maybe for the first time, right? Yeah. Yes, correct. This is the first time we see the inside of Squidward's house.
0: He's got various paintings of himself all over. Every
1: painting in the room is of him, <laughs> which lets us know that Squidward is a bit of a narcissist.
0: One of them kind of look like old, bold, and brash.
1: You mean belongs in the trash? We'll get there, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> um. So we're, this is the first time we see Squidward as an artist and as a musician as well.
0: Which is also a type of artist.
1: Exactly. So he's a clarinet player. He's, uh, he's trying to practice. Uh, <laughs> and anyone who's ever played an instrument, practice is very important. Hey, and to you out there, if you love music and you've never picked up an instrument and you think that for whatever reason you can't do it, just do it,
0: dude. Yeah, pick up the heavier ones. You'll get strong. That too. Um, But it's also cool to play it.
1: Play the tuba. I don't care, you know, but seriously, though, music, uh, the world would not be what it is without music. If you love music, pick up an instrument, anything you're willing to practice, you can become good at.
0: Yeah. And not not just a tuba toothpaste. Did I tell you you were a son of a
1: bitch?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It was better than what I was going to go with. I was going to say it was the sequel to the one buh so uh Sponge good thing Bob, I didn't say that
1: SpongeBob listens to uh, to squidward he he's is, respectful he is trying to respectfully hammer softly and <laughs> quietly as he can eventually he just is like you know what I'm just gonna do this real fast yeah he, he, first he,
0: he's hitting and then he looks back
1: yeah he's, he's light
0: hit and then look back
1: he is double taking if you will he uh eventually just is like screw it I'm building this thing builds it squidward is like is like what and then he's like oh okay whatever he's done and then uh he says or squidward says who in the world would pay to blow bubbles
0: i
2: mean who in the world would pay to blow bubbles good morning
1: the comedic timing on this is so great the way it's like who would do that and it just flips right up like like uh patrick heard squidward talking about him it
0: it seems like a recurring thing like this is the first time maybe we see it but we know later squidward says like who would eat a Krabby patty at 3 a.m it's always patrick who does these dumb things that squidward thinks only an idiot (laughs) would do
1: Yep. um so patrick um pops out and we get the gag from the uh Very first episode, Help Wanted, where he falls down into his
0: uh, rock. And then all the stuff, like, falls with All the stuff gets, like,
1: crumpled and stuff, yeah. Um, So, Patrick's kind of a dope, but I I noticed that Patrick looks fatter, I think, a little bit um, in these early episodes. Um, I feel like he kind of trims out in maybe season two.
0: Well, he knew he was going to be on TV, so he started getting in shape.
1: And, yeah, right, camera adds 10 pounds, all that stuff, you know. I was saying while we were watching this, dude, like his eyebrows are hella bushy. Like, yeah, I feel like that is way toned down. Even, honestly, I feel like maybe he doesn't even have eyebrows later on.
0: I think he does still because I don't know. He looks kind of weird without eyebrows.
1: Mental note.
0: And they do Pe- get burned <laughs> off in the uh, the rancid. That is right.
1: He does have his eyebrows burned off. OK, yeah. um, but I, I was distracted by them for whatever reason. In this episode, this is probably the dopiest that Patrick has been so far, because at least in Help Wanted and Tea at the Tree Dome, he's kind of like a support system for SpongeBob, and yeah. he he's more level-headed than SpongeBob is. Here, he's just kind of full-blown dopey Patrick. Like, this find, is the beginning of
0: dopey Patrick. We you know? find out that he's also poor, <laughs> because he walks up to the bubble stand, and they, they pull a little, like,
2: Good morning to you, sir. Would you care to blow a bubble? Oh. How much is it? Only a quarter. Sounds reasonable. Uh, I'm gonna need to borrow a quarter. Sure thing, Patrick. Oh, uh, one quarter. Thank you. Uh, business is booming. <laughs>
0: And it's just like a funny back and forth thing.
1: Yeah, it's great because he needs Spongebob to lend him a quarter
0: right? just to give it back Because he wants to support the business. He just doesn't he have He wants money. to support
1: his friend, but he doesn't have money. And Spongebob is like totally happy. He doesn't care, you know? Yeah. He's like, yeah, you can borrow a quarter. No problem, dude. And Spongebob does the classic bite of the coin. I never noticed how later in the episode the one bends. Basically, oh,
0: yeah, Th- this is all just a setup
1: for... It's a counterfeit... The biting the coin is something people used to do to test counterfeit. Yeah, exactly. Um, I actually looked this up because I was curious. It originated because back when gold coins were used, gold does not have a metallic taste. I don't know if anybody listening has ever eaten gold, but gold can be used for a garnish. It's used in vodkas and things like that. You can ingest gold and it does not have a metallic taste. Also, gold is soft, so if you bit it, it might leave a mark, and you would be able to taste the if it was made out of a different metal.
0: Right. So the SpongeBob checks his own quarter that he just he gave check, Yeah, he
1: checks his own quarter, and it's good. In this case, as we'll see uh, later, there is a counterfeit quarter used, but it's never acknowledged. And as a kid, I never picked up on that.
0: Uh, Patrick gets to use a bubble wand. So it's yep, dipped and ready to go.
1: Dipped and ready to go for him and I love this scene of Patrick attempting to blow the bubble before being taught the technique because the animation on him is really good and uh, I think you can kind of see like his belly tenses up and it's like he's really giving all of his air to this bubble yeah and it's like it's no avail funny it seems like no one really knows how to just blow without getting their lips in the way in this episode it's like
0: they're playing the trumpet
1: right right exactly by the way zach and i both are accomplished trumpet players
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) um humble brag yeah weird flex but it's weird
1: this is why we're friends though at this point spongebob realizes that patrick Needs some coaching, but he's and just
0: sitting there with a big smile on his face because he's a businessman.
1: He's a, he's a he's an entrepreneur.
0: Yep, and he he knows his market. So as he sees him struggling, he puts on the sign that says lessons, and it's also twenty five cents.
1: So he offered some lessons. Patrick needs to borrow another quarter, correct?
0: Yep, and when he takes it, he doesn't bite on it this time.
1: SpongeBob teaches Patrick the technique.
2: Patrick, it's all in the technique. First go like this, spin around, stop. Double take three times. One, two, three. Then pelvic thrust. (laughs) Woo! Woo! Stop on your right foot, don't forget it. Now it's time to bring it around down. Bring it around down. Then you do this, then this, and this, then that, and this, and that, and this, and that, and that.
0: SpongeBob uh, blows bubbles that look like ducks and then they quack when they explode. He spins around some more. There's a big cube and then a big centipede type monster.
1: I would call it a caterpillar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a caterpillar. Um, and then it, it almost looks like a wiggler from uh, Mario, the Mario series. It has the same. Yeah. It's each bubble. It's like a ball. You know, that's yeah. the way the is. you'd have is. to
0: jump on each one to kill it.
1: Right. Um, <laughs> Super Mario Sunshine, you know, Super Mario 64. No big deal. Uh, big, tiny, big land or whatever it's called. Uh, <laughs> that's the uh, that's the one that has
0: wiggler in 64. I know. Yeah, you're I'm an accomplished Super Mario 64 speedrunner. I'll uh, we'll just humble brag everything. I the never whole time.
1: I, I never did speedruns, but I I have completed Super Mario 64 all 120 stars. I want to say I did that probably back in 2014, which was just a childhood thing. It's w- funny
0: because I've beaten the game hundreds of times and I've never collected every star. Wow. Even as a kid, I think I was stuck at like 112 or I've, something i've
1: done something you haven't done in super mario 64 yeah. that's amazing
0: even though i've beat it in 21 minutes you do the 16 star runs yeah yeah
1: very cool i do a bit of speed running as well uh check speedrun.com uh diddy kong racing i am on the <laughs> leaderboards uh in 10th place on a few tracks <laughs>
0: didn't we play before dkr yeah i'm good at
1: that game that's a game i could probably beat you at
0: are you good at that game too We'll get there. We'll stream it. All right. So then uh, SpongeBob blows a bubble that looks like a boat. And it's funny because when it pops, it makes a big foghorn noise.
1: It makes the same noise his alarm clock makes.
0: It does. But <laughs> Squidward's reaction is he goes, huh? And he tries to, like, shake out his clarinet like it yeah, made the noise. Like
1: he did that. Right. Yeah. Good gag. Good gag. Um, <laughs> And then SpongeBob blows a... <laughs>
0: Yeah, so... But it's clearly an elephant with circus music behind it. Which is it. why
1: it's so good, right? Yeah, an elephant with circus music, and this is let another, yet another clue to let us know that Patrick is kind of an idiot.
0: Yeah, and then he's just laughing the whole time, annoyingly, as it's floating towards Squidward's house.
1: I would say, yeah, this is the first episode where Patrick is, like, straight-up dumber than SpongeBob.
0: Yeah, because like, SpongeBob sees, and he's like... Oh shit! It's Spon- going into Squid's Spongebob house. SpongeBob
1: is aware that this is not good, right? Yeah, and
0: Patrick just keeps laughing the whole time until it explodes.
1: Um, big elephant noise, which <laughs> is great. By the way, elephants—I mean, definitely in my top five favorite animals. I mean, um, also vegetarians, if you didn't know.
0: So then, uh, then Squidward comes out of his house and they hide behind the stand and the, put the clothes They know they're on. in trouble. Yeah, yeah, they know
1: they're in trouble. And Squidward
0: so goes there and he goes. Uh, sorry, sir, but we are closed.
1: <laughs> the little close. Yeah. He just puts the little close sign up. Like, yeah. like as if he wouldn't notice that they're right there. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like there's oh, nothing Sponge he can Bob. do
1: when it's closed. Oh, SpongeBob. You but then he just tries to
0: get him into blowing bubbles, even though yeah. they're closed. Well, he's a salesman. Yeah. He shows him that it's bubble art and blows the. I
1: I love this because as someone who considers themselves an artist in many mediums you know it's true what Spongebob is doing is not just blowing bubbles he is making bubble art that is absolutely true
2: yeah Um, and and
1: it's funny that Squidward seems to just like not even understand that that's pretty amazing that SpongeBob's able to do that stuff he blows a butterfly and it lands on Squidward and he's like oh just you know he's like disgusted by it
0: yeah but then he then he picks up the bubble uh, wand
1: right okay yep Um, and then he
0: goes to he goes to blow it
1: he decides you know what I'm just going to blow a bubble because I'm here. Why Which not? Which is
0: stealing from businesses. And, and SpongeBob knows that. But SpongeBob
1: that. is right there to tell him uh, that'll be 25 cents, sir. <laughs> yeah. And
0: Patrick's back. <laughs> and they scare him.
1: Um, so Squidward reluctantly pulls a quarter out of his flappy folds. Yeah. And uh, it, puts it on the table. SpongeBob bites it and it bends in half. And it remains bent in half for the remainder of the episode. You can yeah. see it on the table. Yeah. So that is not a real quarter. So yeah. Squidward is like being a total D-bag <laughs> He <right> carries now. <laughs>
0: around counterfeit money, probably because Krabs hardly pays him. Th-
1: that's actually a good point. I bet <laughs> you Mr. Krabs pays him in counterfeit oh, money.
0: Yeah, no, that's he true. He gives him
1: counterfeit money. Here's your money for that's, the day.
0: Spongebob just had it saved up. Maybe. Wow, we just got this This episode has layers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he, he, blows a, he puts all his might into it with his big red cheeks. And it just kind of falls to the ground, and it if, makes a fart noise. It farts, yeah. It's good. He pulls out more quarters. I'm assuming they're all counterfeit Squidward, at this point. Yeah, not SpongeBob's not
1: checking. I mean, he's he's making profit one way or the, another because he gets to watch Squid struggle. So Squidward is struggling so hard, he really believes he can blow a good bubble. So but he
0: just keeps trying, and they're bad, and he puts he's more quarters. Trash.
1: He is absolute trash at blowing yeah.
0: bubbles. <laughs> and in the background, SpongeBob and Patrick are just like...
1: That's honestly like runner up for line of the episode. Cause yeah. it's the pelvic thrust, but you say woo while you do it. And Patrick is an idiot. So he says, do the pelvic woo. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh
0: Yeah, so then he's like, oh, technique, technique. And then he does the technique, and then you do this, and then you do this. He Ah. does it.
1: And, you know, it's funny. Yeah, when he does the weird shapes, how SpongeBob does, he almost does the exact same shapes. He does a triangle and everything. with himself
0: through it and everything.
1: Yep, He And, I mean, it makes sense because I believe cephalopods can do have rather rather good control over their body. Like octopi can really, like, mold their body to fit... They can like through any small hole. Yeah, they can. It's it's incredible. Undersea life. I know we said this in episode one. Undersea life blows my mind. So Squidward uh, is is doing the technique. He freaks out and accidentally blows a huge by screaming. He's screaming into that wand and it is just a heat, a total huge bubble. And suddenly he's like, oh, yeah, uh, I did that because cause I'm Squidward and I'm great at everything. They're saying, Squid is number one. Yeah, and they start they start chanting for him. So he goes back to... Squid's his, uh, got
0: jeans. His Squid's got jeans, squid, even though he doesn't wear pants. Squid does got jeans. That's actually
1: why that joke is funny because yeah. they say jeans. And as a it kid, has, yeah. you wouldn't really understand what jeans are. So mm-hmm. you'd be like, he doesn't even wear pants. What are they talking about? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, so Not many
0: people do. It's mostly shorts. <laughs> even though his name's SpongeBob SquarePants, they're actually they shorts. They are shorts. Yeah, you're right. That's <laughs> interesting.
1: So anyway, Squidward yeah, is so so like stoked on himself. He's like, I'm gonna go play a little ditty, and he yeah. heads and inside. He
0: does. He's doing it well. He is. You know,
1: this good. in my recollection, this is the best Squidward has ever sounded on yeah. the clarinet,
0: even in his dreams. This right, is better. Yeah. I know.
1: In the dream, he's he's terrible. <laughs> he's always terrible. He's always even when hitting. he
0: even when he plays on SpongeBob,
1: <laughs> he's always hitting the wrong note. Always. This yeah. ditty though sounds like a real clarinet ditty.
0: And he stops in the middle of it to say, "I rock." He's really <laughs> it's feeling So it.
1: good. It's so good. Squidward is on cloud nine right now.
0: Squidward, Squidward.
1: They are just continually chanting squidward, outside, and Squidward is feeding off that energy.
0: And I um, like how they're—you uh, know—the bubble starts to come back, the giant bubble. The and bubble it,
1: looms back towards Squidward's house, and he's got yeah. something in that house that attracts bubbles because this is the second time a bubble has just randomly gone towards his house. Takes his house
0: up in the air, and it's it, funny because they—they go from Squidward, Squidward to uh, Squidward. Squidward, and they're yeah. trying to warn him instead, but you know, he doesn't yeah. know because he's Yeah, he can't out. tell the
1: difference, right? And he's drifting away totally unknowingly. After Squidward finishes his little ditty um, on a high note, he looks out the window to acknowledge his marveling fans, and we see things from Squidward's point of view. Yeah. Which is an extremely interesting shot because, as I mentioned earlier, Zach and I have this weird fascination with what is behind SpongeBob, Squidward, and Patrick's houses. We always see these random uh, buildings, houses, so to speak, in the background with no roads going up to them or anything. Earlier in this episode, you can, for a split second, you can see a road running behind their house in one scene. Yeah. Uh, But once we have Squidward's point of view and he's in the sky, we get a whole view of what their street and surrounding area looks like. And we see that it actually goes around in a big circle. It looks like uh, Squidward... And SpongeBob's and Patrick's house are all kind of on the outskirts of town. And we see a giant bottle with a cork in it that looks like that's some sort of landmark or building. We see an arch. For whatever reason, I think of the Krusty Krab to the right of SpongeBob's house, stage right. Zach seems to think it's stage left. In Help Wanted, it is stage left. Like, I'm fairly certain in future episodes, though, he will walk to stage right and go to the Krusty crab.
0: I don't think so. We we'll haven't see.
1: gotten there yet, but in this shot, you can see a building that slight, very, very slightly could resemble the Krusty crab, and yeah. it is to stage right of their houses. I'm just putting it out there. As we go along with this series, we will find out exactly where the things are um, in relation to everything else, and I'm sure they change, as they happen to do in cartoons, but... It's a fun thing to uh, nerd out about. And I don't know if we ever get a shot like this again, you know, yeah. uh, where we see their whole like neighborhood, so to speak. Yeah. Um, but it's funny, though, because there is still a few houses that don't have roads leading up to them, which is our big thing. And of, it's like, a lot
0: more dense in other places than where they live. They're right. kind of isolated.
1: They are isolated from the rest of the town. Right by sure. the mountains. <laughs> um, yeah, they live right across from the mountains. I bet there's a future episode where they do show the other side of the street, and it's not mountains at all. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, so the bubble pops. SpongeBob and Patrick run back in their house real quick, and then Squidward fall his house falls, and he starts playing the clarinet badly again.
1: I don't know why. When Squidward's house floats down, it's animated, and it kind of sways. And it looks so different because it has to be animated to move.
0: Kind of, but it's really just a still thing that they're moving.
1: It, it's just funny. His house just looks different than it ever looks in the series. Um, and maybe it's because the, the balloon like,
0: took out some of the color and details. Who knows? Uh,
1: that That's that's a conspiracy little conspiracy theorists, me, but <laughs>
0: have your <laughs> have your way.
1: Yeah, yeah, right, right.
0: Uh, <laughs> so that's the end of bubble stand. Uh, Pretty good episode. Definitely one that's memorable. Good times. Yeah.
1: So, episode 2B.
0: We're not
1: 2B. Ripped Pants. Runtime, 11 minutes and 2 seconds. It seems like that's kind of the norm. I don't know if runtime is really that important, but it's important to me. So I'm going to tell you about it. Storyboard director, Paul Tibbet. Uh, It's misspelled here. It's... It's Paul Tibbitt, a storyboard artist, Mark O'Hare, written by Paul Tibbitt, Peter Burns, animation director Edgar Larrazabal, and creative director Derek Drymon, which of course is a Jamaican man who hates getting wet.
0: Yep, as we've already established. We know this.
1: Um, this is. It's fact. I'm just going to go on record and say, this is probably my favorite episode of SpongeBob SquarePants. And let me tell you why. Because this, as I mentioned in the first episode, I used to buy the SpongeBob DVDs before they were seasons. They would release 10 episodes on a DVD, and they did quite a few of those. The very first one was called Nautical Nonsense and SpongeBuddies. And the very first episode on that DVD was Ripped Pants. So I've probably huh. watched this episode more than any other by a large margin because I used to just play that DVD all yeah. the time and I wouldn't necessarily watch all 10 episodes. I'd probably just watch, the first. but I would always start with the first Not
0: VHS, right? DVD. Yeah, VHS, this was a DVD, had to watch the first but thing. this
1: DVD came out in 2002. So this was probably one of the very first DVDs I ever like had yeah. of my very own. Which is just funny to think about that Spongebob has really been with me, you know, on my whole journey through like becoming a a fan of media and collecting media and, you know, being a huge fan of TV shows and films. Uh, This is really kind of the start of it all for me, which is very strange to think about. We open with the French narrator introducing to uh, Uh, Goo Lagoon.
0: Goo Lagoon.
1: This is funny, though. Uh, The... This is how we know the French narrator is a human being because he says
2: a stinky mud puddle to you and me, but to the inhabitants of Bikini Bottom, a wonderful stinky mud puddle."
1: He says you and me. He is saying I am the same as you, the audience who is human. So just an interesting little (laughs) tidbit.
0: I mean, the, the target market, but I feel like some animals watch it.
1: I'm sure there are dogs and cats out there who don't mind watching Spongebob.
0: Hey, if you're a dog or a cat and you're listening to this, give us a hoot, you know?
1: Yeah, give us a hoot. <laughs> um, so Sponge and Spongebob and Sandy are on what I would call a date at Goo Lagoon.
0: Uh, yeah, kind of. See, hey, they are just hanging out, but it is... I am of the mindset... Uh,
1: I know that this is an innocent children's show, but I am and this episode backs me up more than any other one. I would say SpongeBob is interested in Sandy on like a girlfriend type level. Um, it's those a- cheeks, man, and, and those cheeks. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh man. So, uh, SpongeBob opens the episode, uh, you know, doing his trademark, making Sandy laugh as much as he can because he wants to make her laugh. He wants her to like him
0: and have sex with him. <laughs> Right? That's where you're getting at?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that, we're not going that far. I'm just saying that there is more. They're not. He's. It's they, not they can't, just innocent friends. They like, couldn't
0: even kiss if they wanted to because they only exist in areas where one of them has to have a helmet on. Uh,
1: it's so ridiculous. Oh, yeah. it's, it's like Romeo and Juliet. Oh, yeah. my gosh. This episode has layers, too. Damn. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so, so
0: he, p- he pours a bunch of sand on him and says, look, I'm Sandy.
1: I just want to say, Spongebob is on fire with the zingers here. And yeah. he is a fucking wizard when it comes to sand artistry.
0: Yeah, because next he, he pretends to be Squidward, and he but he doesn't say who he is. He says,
2: hey, Sandy, who am I? And
0: she knows this because she thinks it's funny. So she does know Squidward at this, this point. This lets us know
1: that Sandy has been introduced to Squidward at some point. Yeah. She, I assume SpongeBob probably invited her to the Krusty Krab or something like or that. Or to his house. And or Squidward to his house, right. We never, we never see the official meeting of, uh, of Squidward and Sandy. So And it's
0: funny because later there's like a whole thing, too, where Mr. Krabs acts like he doesn't know Patrick.
1: Right, right. Yeah. Even though he should, because Patrick apparently pays works him money him and, and, and works for him. Yeah, but we'll get there. Interesting.
0: It's funny because the phone rings, right? He makes a small phone out of sand. So
1: theoretically, SpongeBob is on the line. Yeah. Calling because, Squidward.
0: Because Squidward says, could you keep it down? I'm trying to be boring. And, and
1: Sandy is cracking up. Then he, he does the pizza gag where he has a big stack of pizzas. A and a hat home alone part one uh yeah and uh he's got his sand crusty crab hat made out
0: of sand which is funny was it a crusty crab hat
1: it is it's it's, okay i mean it's made out of sand but it's the crusty crab right
0: but they didn't make pizza at this time
1: yeah right which, which is, does exist. It's which yeah right. We are to assume that pizza exists in Bikini Bottom, yeah. Uh, because everyone knows Sandy knows what pizza is. SpongeBob knows what pizza is. You know, and they haven't even pizza. The pizza episode didn't even happen yet. Yeah. Although it is worth noting that the very first idea for an episode that Hillenburg ever had was the pizza episode. Right. Yeah. So, um,
0: and it's it, funny. Too. It existed
1: in their minds already. That
0: I never really thought about this. But where do you think the meat from the crabby patty comes from sea cow but we never see him manatee probably that's, that's a sea cow <laughs> yeah they're endangered that's why the crabby patty's so good holy shit <laughs> so anyways <laughs> uh this lo- this big red fella odd looking guy comes up and uh sandy already knows him it's larry the lobster. This is Larry. Um, yeah, and he, he just invites them to go lift you weights. You want
2: to go lift some weights? Sure. Well, come on, SpongeBob.
0: Coming.
1: And uh, he actually grabs Sandy by the hand. Hey, Sandy. Grabs her by the hand, helps her up, and they go walking off together. Which is
0: dangerous, because if he cut open her suit, she would be falling. Oh,
1: my gosh. Those are sharp. I didn't even think yeah. about that. My, oh, my.
0: <laughs> so, anyways, SpongeBob Sand all deflates, and he's, you know, he's got some game now, some he's, competition.
1: He's jealous. He is jealous because Larry is imposing a threat on his girl. Why else would he be jealous?
0: Exactly. I, I think they go to what I think is Muscle Beach later.
1: Yeah, they... uh It's not named in this episode, but later it would be called Muscle Beach, which, of course, is a pun because of the critter, the mussel.
0: Yeah. And it's a place in. Goo Lagoon. California. Muscle Beach. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Muscle Beach, uh, California. Yeah. Yeah, Venice Beach, I think, is where Muscle Beach is. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not an expert on California.
0: Yeah, I have seen it, actually. I don't know why I was guessing.
1: It's where like Hulk Hogan and people used to work out. That's why Hulk Hogan was from Venice Beach, California.
0: People still go there to work out in public. Yeah, super weird kind of thing. But whatever
1: weird. But also, I understand it kind of motivates you in a weird way.
0: Yeah. But Um, you got to You got to be big, right? You got to be big.
1: You got to be strong. You got to be lifting at least 200 pounds on every exercise, probably. Um, So
0: they go there and there's there's a a bleacher full of people watching, which isn't how it actually is, you know, out there. You just kind of walk around and see the people. I don't know. Pretty sure. Have you been? Yeah. You've been I to like remember, that area? Yeah, I just remember it being like a big open I've been gym to, area. I have
1: been to California, but I was about nine years. No, I was seven years old. I was seven. Yeah. And I know that because I got a caricature at Legoland, California, <laughs> and it's dated 1999.
0: That's funny. So it actually
1: happened right around the time I was in California right around the time that these episodes <laughs> were airing. Yeah. It's funny.
0: <clears throat> I just went for the first time last year.
1: Uh, yeah, I've never been back, but I would love to go. Honestly, I think California is probably where a guy like me belongs, like for the rest of his life type of thing. But, you know, costs a lot of money. I don't have any sort of in good income or anything. I'm just a regular dude who likes to <laughs> do whatevs. So yeah. Uh, anyway.
0: Yeah. So we, we're on Muscle uh-huh.
1: Beach. We see Gold Team Rules, who yeah. is a fish by the name of Frank, which there's a lot of fish named Frank in this episode. Yeah. If you, according to the SpongeBob wiki, right, uh, we have a shark. There's a shark doing bench press, which is exciting to me because I was wondering if there was ever a shark in the
0: show. Um, And then there's Don, the whale, Don, the whale
1: who will be named later on in the uh, muscle Bob buff pants episode. Yeah. Uh,
0: And then Larry,
1: Larry tells Sandy to, you know, give it a try. Uh, She lifts the weight. (laughs) Uh, from a deadlift position up overhead and Larry Everybody uh, cheers. Everyone's cheering. Larry does a little bit. Uh, SpongeBob is starting to get jealous, so he wants to show off (laughs) a little bit. And And SpongeBob, as we know, is not very strong. Lifting two stuffed animals in episode one, like that was probably the strongest SpongeBob has ever been. (laughs) And he goes to lift a stick off the ground. He's able to do it, and it appears with relative ease. However, we are shown that this is actually kind of heavy for Spongebob as yeah. it makes him sink into the sand.
0: So 10 sand pizzas, not not a big deal for Spongebob. One stick, very big Very thing, heavy. Even with double the amount of hands
1: and being underwater
0: yeah although really he does pick up the stick and he doesn't really struggle a whole lot
1: right like i said he does it with ease
0: not even a challenge for um, the man, for the sponge
1: so the, the crowd Nobody likes it yeah the crowd i mean it's just crickets from the crowd uh sandy lifts another uh weight this time it has anchors on both sides which is a nice little aesthetic touch
0: um but then not to be outdone Larry the lobster grabs the bar that was holding the two bleachers together and lifts up both bleachers.
1: And they're both really making SpongeBob feel bad at yeah. this point too. They're they're both kind of showing off with each other and pushing each other, but they're making SpongeBob feel like And I don't like think he's no
0: good. I don't you know? think Sandy's doing it on purpose. I feel like Larry maybe he is kind of a jerk Larry sometimes, is, but he's also not. It's
1: Larry definitely in this episode is he is straight up trying to steal Sandy from SpongeBob? I mean,
0: it, yeah, maybe he doesn't know that SpongeBob is like interested not, or insecure. But. It's
1: not totally obvious, but it, it, there are clues to let us know that's what's going on. And so SpongeBob feels like crap, and he's gonna go. uh <laughs> You know, he's like, I gotta add more weight, so he Since burls, he's already in the ground, yeah, he, he yeah, he burrows like through the sand, comes upon a lone. Uh,
0: marshmallow enthusiast. Yeah,
1: a lone marshmallow enthusiast just eating marshmallows by the underwater fire.
0: Yeah, that he's cooking. All alone.
1: All alone. And uh, he says, Hey, can I borrow a couple of these? He goes, Uh huh. SpongeBob decides he's going to put a marshmallow on either side of his twig and lift that.
0: And he gets the attention of the crowd to let them know. Not one,
1: but two. Count them. Two. Two marshmallows.
0: Yep. And then he tries to lift it, and it is very heavy. He underestimated. He, he can't lift it. The guy was eating some heavy marshmallows.
1: Yeah, yeah. These were some heavy marshmallows. But also, SpongeBob is a bit of a weakling. Uh,
0: he's really trying, though.
1: He's trying hard.
0: But then um, can you guess what the happens The crowd next? is,
1: like, totally bored, though. It's yeah. great. It cuts to the crowd while he's trying to open it. So one of them's sleeping. People are looking off in the other direction. People are, like, rolling their eyes. Nobody takes this but seriously. SpongeBob at all.
0: believes if he can lift it, he'll have it.
1: Right, right. He, think, he thinks that's what's going to win everybody's praise. Um, but we get the namesake for the episode. SpongeBob is bending down and giving it all his might, and.
0: <laughs> he rips his pants.
1: And it's great. Uh, we get an extreme close up of his face, and his eyes pan down to like his tuchus, and uh, everyone gasps. SpongeBob turns around and like bends over to show everybody the rip, and he's like looking, yeah. like, and then he uh, becomes bashful. He, uh, you know, his cheeks get red, and there's a good little animation of him. Sweeping across the screen, uh, like shuffling across the screen.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so he's totally embarrassed at first. Everybody's
0: just dying of laughter. Everyone. Even the, Sandy.
1: Literally the whole beach saw this occur and yeah. is and is like rolling on the floor
0: laughing. Um, and SpongeBob is really down about it.
1: Yeah, he thinks everyone's laughing at him. But our, our pal Scooter, the fish, is there to let him know. We're not laughing at you, Sponge. We're laughing with you.
0: Dude. <laughs> ah, that was too funny. You are hilarious. So he spends the, the next few shots just doing various activities and ripping his pants, like playing volleyball where he can't even hit the ball with his hand. You know, every time he hits it, it just falls down. But yep. he rips his pants and everybody thinks it's great.
1: Yep. Um, he's doing the volleyball gag and it's funny because it's clearly Spongebob is like thinking ahead. He's like, how can I make it seem like I'm just going about my business, but actually rip my pants.
0: Yeah. Especially Um, with the next one, because he asks Sandy to throw him a Frisbee. She throws it under her leg. Like it's and one Frisbee time. Yeah. And, uh, and instead of putting his hand up to catch it, he puts it down on purpose. So yeah. he'll fall over. Yeah, he
1: has it up, and then he's like, yeah, I'm just going
0: to put this down. And Boom. it's funny, because you can only see him and Sandy here. He asks her for help. She runs over. It's still just the two of them. Yep. And then she gets him up, and, uh, you know, SpongeBob, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Except I ripped my pants, and then everybody's around, and yep. they're just laughing. They love it.
1: He like does like a, a handstand, too, and rips him right in her face.
0: Classic Bob.
1: So uh, then they go to the ice cream uh, little The snack stand. Well, they go to the ice cream guy first. Oh, right. Uh, And I like I like the way this ice cream fish looks. He's like orange and blue. It's just a cool look. And this is the first time we see someone getting annoyed with SpongeBob's uh, repeated pants ripping. Yeah, because this guy looks like he hates his life anyways. Yeah, right. That, well, he looks okay at first. But yeah, he gets but He gets annoyed with SpongeBob. Um, and then they bounce away to the uh, snack stand here yeah. at Goo Lagoon. Um,
0: and he just and, runs up to the guy. So yeah, good.
1: Yeah, he is, like, totally, like, he is, like, high with this this comedic. He thinks yeah. everyone loves him. Like, he is like, <laughs> everyone loves me. I got to do this everywhere. He Uh, runs up
0: to the guy and knocks his drink over and everything just to say, is that a burger you're eating?
1: Yeah, which is funny because this is probably the first and if I had to guess, one of the only times we see a burger that is not a Krabby Patty.
0: We can assume it's not. Well,
1: it was made at the snack stand by you some weird guy. We
0: didn't see him making it. But Although we do see him making burgers. It's later. not
1: the Krabby Patty, though. Yeah, it's not It's, it's not, not the Krusty Krab. Therefore, this guy does not have access to the Krabby Patty secret, secret formula. But he is making burgers nonetheless.
0: Yeah, and people are eating them. Um, yeah, so he says, you know, what everyone, on with this?
1: Yeah, everyone at the snack stand is getting tired of SpongeBob shit. Uh, yeah.
0: Just like the ice cream man. Including the... The guy making the burgers. Yeah.
2: Delivery. Did you order twenty cases of Oh. Ah! Uh, and yeah.
1: he puts his butt through the box. Yeah. It's just funny. I remember thinking that was funny as a kid, for sure. Yeah.
2: And, and then, then it goes
1: to them surfing. They're surfing. The uh the commentator Perch Perkins is you know uh, letting us know you know Sandy's hanging 10 fingers cuz she's
0: on her hands yep. uh, uh Larry doing the layback
1: yeah his trademark layback yeah um and, Spo- and there goes SpongeBob ripping his pants again <laughs> super annoyed nobody cares SpongeBob uh, wipes out on the surfboard and uh washes up on the beach and we get the appearance of lifeguard who according to the SpongeBob wiki is also named Frank yeah Just like (laughs) gold team rules. Um, Yeah,
0: and then uh, probably line of the episode.
1: Personally, I think my line of the episode, I don't know why this is so funny to me. It just is. He pulls out his telescope and goes,
2: Hey, look, a cardboard box washed up on the beach. Holy fish paste! It's a
1: guy! That's hilarious to me. Yeah. Um... And he runs down. We get, like, the epic, like, guitar music. And he runs down to supposedly resuscitate him. But he doesn't. He just flips him over. And he just assumes he's dead already. and yeah, holds him. Um, I think SpongeBob has the X's over his eyes, right? Yep.
2: Why? 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 So and this
0: is where it goes really south. Yeah. Yeah,
1: he goes... because I ripped my pants
0: and he just throws them down and Boom. everybody leaves It's like a
1: big thumbs down from everybody you just hear the collective groan of everyone who's around yeah um and it's like spongebob yeah you you lost them bud like and then sandy comes up
0: and says it wasn't funny.
1: y'all had me worried sick spongebob is like down in the dumps even scooter comes by and goes dude
0: in a bad way yeah
1: Like, no, Uh that wasn't cool, dude. Like, you were funny before, but now, not so much. So SpongeBob... uh, He's got to get them back. He heads to the changing tent. And he's in there, and he's going over his little notepad, and he's like...
2: Lifting weights, big laugh, frisbee in face, kills, surfing, knocks him dead, pretending to drown. No.
1: It's funny. He's like, come on, SpongeBob, you're losing him. Uh, your public is waiting," he says. "Your public is waiting," so he really fancies himself a
0: comedian. Yeah,
1: he thinks everybody is just waiting for the next joke,
0: yeah. like
1: just, he, just waiting for SpongeBob to come and out. It's with a that common next thing that we'll joke.
0: see later in the striped sweater episode.
1: And he, thi- right? It's true, right? He he is a little bit oblivious sometimes because when he comes out, he's he like, says,
0: "Hey, everybody!"
1: Right, and nobody's around. And not goes, ripped pants, a joke that doesn't even make sense at all. Yeah, and isn't funny. And there's even his pants think it's not funny. Well, because he says pants ripped off. He rips him uh, off. huh? and he dances. And around. Drops him on the ground, and he goes.
2: We blew it, pants. <laughs> what do you mean we?
1: And us get up and, and walk, walk away. away. So good, so good. Uh, although they're also technically shorts, it's good. Good call. I mean, they're, they're swim trunks, if anything. Um,
0: or they're just really tall floods, you know?
1: Uh, and it's worth noting that the pants are what got him popular in the first place. And they're like, screw you, dude. Yeah. (laughs) You wrecked it. (laughs) Nobody likes us now.
0: (laughs) He has sentient pants that he was ripping and they, they didn't scream or anything either. He must've liked it.
1: And then, uh, SpongeBob ponders to himself, Am I the biggest loser
0: on the beach? In his underwear, with yeah. his socks and shoes on. He's
1: feeling pretty down. Some, no. Some fish comes up to him, a pink fish wearing a bi- bikini, and, and she does the, the thing. I remember that. Yeah, she that puts was...
0: her hand on her arm and then brings it up, and it, it goes white, and then. That was the goes first back. time
1: I ever saw that. And then I remember, like, getting sunburned as a as a kid and being like, oh, my God, that
0: actually happens. I can actually do that all the time. Yeah, you are a, a red boy. Yeah. Um,
1: the daywalker. walker. Um, and then we get the debut of Dexter Blue Buns, which is his name, according to the SpongeBob Wiki. Uh, and he goes,
0: I got sand in my buns. <laughs>
1: Which, I love him. And that's probably my runner-up, if not my line of the show. It's just funny. the Because, yeah. like, obviously, it's, it's a joke on getting sand in your ass.
0: <laughs> but he's holding hamburgers. But
1: he's got hamburgers. So it's yeah. like he literally got sand in the buns of his hamburgers. And they yeah. wrecked his hamburgers. Totally a good joke.
0: And then underneath, the ground starts moving and they all go up in the air. And a
1: very sad whale man pops up. And according to the SpongeBob wiki... This fella's name is also Frank. <laughs> I'm the biggest loser on the beach. They buried me in the sand and forgot me. I don't know. Something that whale just seems so pathetic. And he's like, and yeah. he's like he almost seems like he's old. He sounds like, like an old man. Like he's aged. Like he was buried when he was young. And like, <laughs> now he's an old man. Uh,
2: <laughs>
0: and then they, they say, say, "What happened? what to happened you? to
1: you?
2: I lost my best friend. How? when I ripped my pants. I thought that I had everybody on my side, but I went and blew it all sky high. And now she won't even spare a passing glance. All just because I ripped my pants.
1: This song, that opening, I don't know if that's inspired by anything, but I, during my research, found that this this tune uh, that SpongeBob sings was inspired by a tune by the Beach Boys. This song, uh, I am a, actually a huge Beach Boys fan. I don't know about you, Zach. Uh, they're fine. Uh, when I was just a young boy, uh, my father used to play Beach Boys CDs as we would go to the pool and things. And it really, this is when I was real young. And it was a good time. Um, but this song, uh, "Be True to Your School" by the Beach Boys, uh, is clearly the inspiration, as you'll hear in the very first line.
2: When some loud braggart tries to put me down and says his school is great, I tell him right.
1: Written by Peter Strauss and Paul Tibbet, and it was sung by Peter Strauss.
0: Oh, that's funny.
1: Um, you know, the whale is on the drums, Dexter Blue Buns is playing the stand up bass, and uh,
0: the, <laughs>
1: the female fish
0: is playing the tambourine. Yep, and then she also rips her pants during that part with him, so yep. they're all really good at ripping, their yeah, pants. yeah. I mean,
1: they came up with this choreography on the fly, and it is good, let me tell you. I ripped my pants. A good number of times,
0: but I, <laughs> I can't really do actually. it on purpose. Uh,
1: yeah, it's always an accident, but um, uh, I would hope I love like the waves behind them. That's a good effect. They all wrap yep. their pants together at the end. Yeah. Uh, also,
0: Dexter is playing his buns as a sand noise. Yep, it's good. <sharp>
1: it's a really good like a almost like it's a maraca or something. So at the end of the song, we see a full stadium that has
0: materialized around them. Completely made of sand. There's a blimp in the air that says SpongeBob. Yep,
1: yep. Um, And there's a curtain made of sand, which, how does that work?
0: And then there's a girl made of sand. Oh, wait, no, it's just Sandy.
1: Sandy jumps on stage um, and tells us the moral (laughs) of the story. That if you want to be my friend, just be yourself. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, Larry comes up and he's... Set, you know, he's kind of like, you know, Spongebob, you're talented. I treated you wrong before. I kind of left you in the dust and didn't think you were cool because you couldn't lift weights. So it goes to show, kids, just because you can't lift heavy weights doesn't mean you're not talented. Yeah. Um,
0: and he even wants Spongebob to sign his pants. He is pants. so
1: amazed by Spongebob's performance. He says, would you sign my pants? Spongebob says, absolutely, buddy, and goes to sign them. He has to bend down since since Larry has a low low uh Ass. Ass. And uh those pants rip clean
0: off. His underwear rips uh, completely off. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Sp- SpongeBob's undies rip right off and uh He gets nervous. He is a little bit bashful. His cheeks are red and we hear a whistle from the crowd. His and face cheeks. Yeah, his face cheeks. Um we hear a whistle from the crowd and uh
0: that's it. Yeah, that's, that's the, the end.
1: That is the end of ripped pants.
0: Let's two episodes down now for us.
1: Two episodes of our fun little podcast are done and in the books. And uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, And, uh, you know, you can find Zach and I on various social media platforms. Um, Even though I, I give you my real name when I introduce myself on this podcast um, most of my social media is for my wrestling ring name, which is Ashton Waganda, spelled A S H T O N W A G A N D H A, and I am on most social medias as that name. So find me, send me a message, whatever you want. You know I'm a regular dude with a pretty regular life. Um, and Zach,
0: yeah, I uh, I'm Zach Maine on Facebook. It's my real name and my wrestling name um, on Twitter I use Manchester underscore Zach um, that's really all I'm plugging uh, maybe sure. we'll get an official one at some point too where uh, we'll just post about this show right we might as well you know
1: right right we might have our own our own uh, Stripe Sweater or Twitter or whatever YouTube in the future we might have a Stripe Sweater YouTube because we're both creative dudes with a lot of creative ideas that go beyond just podcasting uh, yeah
0: mystified on Twitch M-I-S-T-A-F-Y-E-D. I am also on
1: Twitch and uh, on YouTube. I am just Ashwagandha. So exactly how I spelled it before. Just Ash instead of Ashton.
0: Yeah. So there's our plugs. Um,
1: so, yeah, I mean, we're two dudes. We love SpongeBob. We love all of you. And we're having a great time doing this. Um, our next episode is going to be jellyfishing slash plankton, which is going to be a fun one. Both episodes are are episodes I remember fondly, and I can't wait to take a deep dive into them with you all. So what do you say, Zach? What would you do with a drunken sailor? (laughs) Uh, That does it for this week's edition. I've been Alex Beardsley. I've been Zach Main. Thanks for listening to the Striped Sweater Podcast, where the best time to listen is all the time. Later, you sons of bitches.
0: Bye.